Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio in the heart of the mission. Uh, boy, oh boy, it's 6.09 and uh, just checking in, getting the studio together as usual. Uh, luckily, I started at 6 today and uh, we're a tribute to the cars. So it's going to be an all-night cars show. So uh, enjoy the cars and uh, we'll be right back. Wade Boyd just showed up and tonight, uh, hopefully, boy, we have Norton Doug back in town from Mexico, Wade. So that'll be a really cool thing. Yar, yar. And uh, nice. yeah, it really is nice to see him again. So uh, especially after last time he was here, you know, had some little hard times, but I'm glad to see he's actually willing to come back to San Francisco after the last time. Very here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to put on a little more music and get back to you shortly. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Meeting Radio on the heart of the mission. It's a beautiful afternoon today. Yeah. Cheers.
Welcome back to Racers Alley here at uh, Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. And uh, boy, tonight we're going to hopefully have a uh, boy. Uh, well, Norton Doug's back from Mexico. Yeah, he are. And that'll be great to see him again, especially he, after he left here. He, right? he survived. He survived. He went home, Mexico, hung out for a while. And he's coming back. And uh, as well as we're going to have, uh, well, uh, hopefully Dimitri and, and uh, possibly Emily. But it'll be great here to, to hear from Doug, especially after all his times last time uh, here coming in Mexico. And uh, how hard that was. <laughs> so, yeah, RER. How you been, Wade? Anything going on? Good, 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 good. Uh, we're going restauranting. Christine's getting a restaurant. So I'm laying low and sort of on the bikes for a minute. I got to stay close because, she, anyhow, she's getting a restaurant. Well, uh, to those of you in San Francisco, Christine is Wade's uh, other half. Uh, she's also a uh, Isle of Man racer. Uh, she's a sidecar racer. Uh, Wade's like a passenger there. And uh, for many, many years, she's worked at this place here in San Francisco called Rosamunde. And uh, it's next to Toronado, which is a wonderful place to go for beers. And uh, holy moly, you know, I mean, if there's someone who doesn't, uh, who doesn't have the right more than anything in the world to have her own place, especially that place, it's her. And uh, I've, there was a little rumor the other day on the word on the street was, uh, you know, there was a gossip going out that Christine did, in fact, uh, take over the Rosamond space. And uh, we're just crossing our fingers. And so, Wade, you're saying tonight that uh, it's a it's a deal deal and she'll be opening up her own uh, restaurant there. Yeah, she got her lease. She has to just learn what ho- hoop she has to jump through for the city, this and that. Yeah, 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 that's a bit. It's sort of an ongoing business. They're new, new management and a new name. So hopefully it'll and, be an easy crossover where you don't have to deal with, uh, you know, a new establishment per se, yeah. you know, which will be nice. Yeah. And uh, no, that's wonderful. The fact of the matter is uh, that she now, you know, it's been a long time coming and there's nothing better than just working for yourself, as you know. And uh, the fact that she got that place is just wonderful. Yeah, we've both yeah. been there for 20 years. Exactly. I mean, you've worked there as well. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you've always worked there as long as I've known you helping her out, so to speak, which is, uh, you know, at one point you started and she went on yeah. and I was like, could you help me out? Yeah. And they, you just never they, left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I es- I started by escorting her home because it's just too late. I could be at a bar in the garage. Or, but I just if, if I escort her home, I know she's going to get there. So it's one little bike on the freeway, especially in the rainy nights exactly. and stuff it's like well, you know, looking for a, a flick your pick that's a romantic thing as well you know you want to be there and make sure she gets home safely and that's a big deal especially at night and leaving leaving places here in the city around noon and stuff midnight and stuff uh for drivers and all that so that, yeah. that's really really great and uh yeah really look forward to this and uh in the future we're going to give you the name and the address and the opening date and all that good stuff but it's lower hate and rosamond and it's going to be changing hands and christine's gonna 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 be taking over that yeah yeah so she's actually going to close down at the end of this month and she's hoping to open for halloween wow okay so that's that's right around the corner as well she's going to revamp the whole place do everything change what she can but she's basically still selling sausages and whatever she does and she always has a special and everything and just Makes stuff really, really nice. Yeah, if you don't know, folks, uh, uh, basically Rosamond, I mean, they have, if, if you like uh, salsas, uh, sausages, kielbasas, all that type of stuff, they have a variance of, boy, I want to see at least uh, 8, 8, 16 at least. And uh, she also makes great, uh, uh, actually, potato salad, German potato salad, and they also have a great chili. But uh, interesting, on Tuesdays, they used to do a great burger Tuesday. But uh, yeah, I'm very looking forward to, you know, uh, in the future. 
and we should have her on the show. <laughs> have to twist her arm or something, get her some. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twist, we've, been, we've been twisting for a long time. Yeah, she's got stories she could tell, but no, she's a worker bee. She's a manager today. She's going to be owner tomorrow. Um, she's got a million things to do, which is awesome. And yeah. uh, we'll look forward to uh, giving you updates as time comes yeah. along, especially about that. Because so at uh, the moment, gonna... she doesn't have time to go racing with me. No, well, no, yeah, it's <laughs> my own she, business. She had her, yeah. she had an appointment with her, the new, uh, the Mr. Big, the guy that owns the building and owns a Toronado, the bar right next door. And she goes, I don't think he even knows I race sidecars. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, uh, and she's a legend, actually. Um, she's one of the bravest people I know, and uh, uh, I've been racing a long time and met a lot of racers. But over at the aisle, I can tell you stories uh, about that. Uh, but yeah, so cool. We are, we are. Yeah. When, when I are met we? her, when I, I met her at a at a Halloween party, actually a Rory's Halloween party. Rory became became my first passenger, actually second passenger, and uh, Christine, I got him to bring her to the races as a umbrella girl we ran three cars we have a, a contest who which team looks the best and everything and uh anyhow that's the two times that i met christine we ended up getting together later on but her and her girlfriend jennifer showed up and hopped in one of our sidecars and was playing around i was like we'd like to do this and there you go. You know. And uh, the legend was born. <laughs> yeah. You know, and also back then, I mean, it's very, very rare to see a sidecar. You know, I mean, it really is. So, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the circles of time being in the right place at the right time, you know, and that's really cool. You know, it's, yeah, back then, yeah. Uh, we had, you had a couple of sidecars for subculture yeah. out there. I, ha I had one. I was about to get another. And then, and then I think it was, I forget, I think it was the next year, um, I invited these other the Germans that live in Germany over here because they invited me to a 24-hour in Magna Course. Yeah. So, Anke and Dieter, big oh, shout-out yeah. hi to those guys. It was just her birthday. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anke just had a birthday. Yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, those, those guys came over and... And I invited him to do Laguna Seca. You mean the place with the corkscrew? Yeah, yeah, the place you see on TV with the corkscrew. Yeah, the world is in love with that place. Legendary. And and the corkscrew. So anyhow, they came over, and then they go, uh, can we bring our friend Leo? <laughs> Leo? Leo's a Formula One driver. Got a car for him? Holy moly. So at the moment, I didn't, but I was working on buying a Formula One long chassis, which I ended up, I bought, made the deal, clinched the deal, bought it. So when they arrived, uh, he had a car to ride, and Todd, my other passenger, ended up riding with him. So we were running three cars. Anka and Dieter awesome. were on one of the cars. Yeah, that's um, great. You we know, had a dynamite time. How can't you? you know? Camping at the pits and then just bench racing. and get to, yeah. yeah, we lived at Laguna Boy, Seca for know. the weekend. Exactly. Holy moly. Laguna as well because it, sometimes the temperature fluctuates as well. And, and Yeah, it's a, and that was the old course. Uh, uh, well, the middle no, course. No, it's the new one. The new one. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. are. And uh, yeah, boy, that must have been a lot of fun. You know, and Anka and Dieter, if you're listening, hey, happy birthday. <laughs> you are. Yeah. But yeah, oh, boy, you know, that's uh, that's great times. And uh, talking about that, you know, the AFM is going to be running this weekend over at Thunder Hill. And uh, ooh, we got, we got, uh, really, uh, we are already in September 21st, 22nd, Thunder Hill Raceway Park. They're also going to be there on the 19th and 20th. Uh, on a personal note, I will not be making it. Uh, 
Boy, you know, uh, I got to say, it's it's been a, a kind of a rough thing here and there as far as being a racer. And, you know, sometimes you just don't get to, you get out there, but you just never been able to go across the line. And uh, one of our boys, uh, he's just been uh, back to the aisle again this uh, next time and last time. And, uh, yeah, Yuri, and uh, again, it's hard to go out there and not make a race. Boy, uh, you know, a million years harder, you know. So anyhow, um, I'll, I, I've missed the last couple of races. I was going to race my R1, but uh, in the last, uh, I was fighting myself every day and every hour for a while. And when it finally came down to the uh, wire, I decided not to race that after all because it's actually the nicest thing I own. You know, the only thing I really like, uh, you know, I'd really like to uh, start riding again in the street. And so uh, last time I raced my R1, I never really saw it again. So uh, I'm going to keep this one and uh, fix the 636. So we'll drop the belly pan and hopefully there's a Twix wrapper or some shit in there to figure out why it keeps overheating. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go tear that bitch apart again, put it back together and go out for the last race of the season and see if we can actually kind of be triumphant because that would that would really work nicely so admin boys are out there and uh, again thank you for all the turn workers being out there it's very important uh, to support those folks and uh, near getting the end of the year it'd be nice uh, you can always donate to the benevolent fund as well as uh, you know the turn worker association any anything out there you know uh, give to the AFM they're really really great folks if it weren't for them you know there would not be racing and actually you know they've survived where many others haven't and that's a big fucking deal actually uh, so uh, give a give a big shout out to the AFM and uh, the turn workers and hey Barbara always a pleasure to have you out there as well I mean boy oh boy you've been out there a long time and taking care of all us out there so that's really really great uh, so anyhow uh, have a great weekend AFMers uh, Mr. Sergio if you're going out have a great race Miss Abby if you're going out have a great race and uh, yar yar hopefully it'll be a great uh, not too hot weekend out there Anyhow, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break here at 6.31 at uh, Racer's Alley here at Beatney Radio here in the Mission. And uh, yar, yar. Cheers. Listen to, uh, well, let's uh, listen to some cars.
so you know what's really cool? I was just uh, talking with Wade, and uh, boy, you know, this weekend's the first ride. It's, uh, you know, uh, for these guys called firstrides.org. And firstrides.org is an organization by our friend McClay, and uh, he's a S- S- San Francisco Motorcycle Club member, and he's a, he's a really, really cool dude. And um, basically, he started this firstride.org uh I guess you could call it school to help kids to learn to ride motorcycles who normally wouldn't have one. I mean, uh, what we'd call uh, disadvantaged folks or whatever. You know, it's just like you can, you know, uh, contact them and go, you know, I'd like uh, my, my child to learn how to ride. And, you know, uh, uh, they'll do that and uh, part of the deal is uh, you know it's uh, people volunteer their time to help these folks as well as uh, you know donate uh, clothing and bikes which is very important actually because uh, firstrides.org is first time is going to be kind of a I guess you could say dry run. They're going to be over at Carnegie this weekend. And uh, boy, you know, I, I, I so thumbs up. I mean, when I was a kid, my uncle got me into motorcycling. And everyone has a has a story about how they got into bikes. And it's it'd be really neat, you know, if like these folks who don't have an uncle like I did were able to actually go somewhere and have someone like, hey, man, we'll teach you how to ride, you know, and we've got some gear for you. we got a bike for you to learn. And from there, you know, I mean, that, that that's a great way to have someone um, learn a passion, you know, and, the, and uh, Clay's basically uh, running the firstrides.org to have kids who normally don't get a, uh, a chance or even a, a thought about driving. It's uh, riding a bike. It's kind of filling a dream. So, you know, he likes to help kids love bikes, and uh, that's the deal with him. That's his logo. So this weekend, they're going to be doing a, a, their first uh, run out, and uh, you can just write, you, you could check, check them out at firstrides.org, F-I-R-S. R-I-D-E-S dot O-R-G. And, uh, you know, like uh, I mentioned uh, before, uh, we're taking donations. If you have any, like, uh, kids, uh, dirt bike gear, boots, gloves, anything that you can donate to help these kids, you know, have gear to learn how to ride. It's it's really, really awesome. And uh, we all started somewhere. You know, I had hand-me-downs here and there more than once, and that's a big fucking deal. Uh, so, yeah, uh, firstrides.org. If you can, if you can donate any type of stuff and even a bike you know we'll get her running you know uh you can also tell you know probably write it off but uh you can always uh, drop the gear off uh, molotovs which is a wonderful sponsor of mine here over in lower hate molotovs bar as well as uh bender's bar and grill in south Venice over here in uh, san francisco as well and uh you know tokyo moto where i work at uh, will happily take donations all these folks they know uh johnny and uh Martin, the owners, they know that uh, if you bring gear in, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely appreciate it and you're bringing it for the kids. So uh, firstrides.org, drop off your stuff, man. If you know of anyone out there who has older bike gear in any way, shape, or form, maybe a bike, come on, donate it and, uh, you know, let's give it to the kids and let's get a good season going because uh, the school's just starting out. So uh, we could use more of everything and it, it'd be really cool. And uh, thank you, Clay, for uh, from San Francisco Motorcycle Club for starting this out. I think I think it's the coolest thing. So uh, cheers on that. And like I said, you can always drop off gear at uh, Tokyo Moto Molotov.
Improvs and uh, uh, Bender's Bar and Grill, and of course San Francisco Motorcycle Cycle Club. But I think that's only on Thursdays, if I recall, after eight. But uh, yar yar, right? Yeah. <laughs> Every kid wants to ride a bike. Exactly, and once you get a kid riding a bike, boy oh boy, it just goes on great from there. So, uh, boy, we'll be right back. Uh, Robbie Boater Tire Guy just showed up, and uh, let's put on yar, <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, put on some cars as a tribute, and uh, be back shortly. <laughs> I'm 
yeah, we're here sitting talking about uh, motorcycling, and all of a sudden I was like, what happened to the tunes? And yeah, so there you go. Cheers.
Yeah, welcome to Racers Alley again. And, uh, you know, i got to say, a lot of our friends are out there right now having a good time riding. And especially, you know, uh, boy, there's tour businesses out there. And it seems a lot of my friends are doing that. And uh, it's really, really neat. You know, uh, Carrie's been on our show. She does MotoBirdAdventures.com. And uh, it's really, really nice. Uh, she does uh, uh, tours through California and uh, beyond. And uh, basically, she gears towards, uh, you know, lady rides, but uh, guys can always show up if they wish, uh, you know, and that's really, really nice, you know. So if you ever want to go on a nice uh, ride, uh, call Carrie at Motorbird Adventures. It's really, really cool. 
Also, boy, you know, uh, Native Moto, one of our other friends have been on the show as well, Jen, they've been active right lately, and uh, they're a little bit more catering towards day rides. Like if you want to go to Alice's or, you know, up uh, up north for a day for a second, uh, Berryessa, you know, it's more geared towards like uh, maybe you're uh, in town for a couple of days with your other half and uh, decide that you have a day free rather than doing golf or something, and you ride motorcycles. You can call them up. They'll totally hook you up with a bike, and you can totally have a ride catered for yourself, which is really, really unique and really, really cool. So Native Moto is really neat like that. And uh, Jen and Safe, you know, they'll uh, definitely take care of you, and it's, it's a really neat way to go because uh, it's kind of like a day trip if you want. You can rent whatever bike you want, and they'll take you whatever road you want to do, whatever level, which is, uh, you know, catering to you personally, which is really, really neat. So you can uh, find them at Native Moto Adventures. Yar. Anyhow, uh, well, uh, fun track days as well. Everyone's doing track days, and it's really, really neat because it's better than going out there crashing out there on Mines Road or something. Yar. But uh, anyhow, uh, August is uh, having another day out there, and on October, I believe he just had a women's track day last Saturday that I forgot to mention on our show here. Yar. But anyways, uh, he's having a track day over at Thunder Hill East on October 4th. You know, uh, if you want to do a track day, uh, fun track days is a great way to go. You know, what they do is uh, not only do they have a, a bunch of uh, instructors to kind of uh, keep everything in a level like uh, one to four riders or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It comes very personal. And uh, they'll watch you. They'll go with you. They'll try to uh, teach you lines if uh, need out there. But what's also neat is when you get off the course, they'll actually sit there and come by your pit and go, hey, man, you know, did you feel comfortable here, there? Uh, do, you, do you have any questions? That type of thing. So they really actually are very personal where they come down. And, you know, if you feel uh, you need any help or you want to talk about something, you know, they'll actually sit there and go over the turn. And next time you go out, they'll actually like, OK, let's do this a couple of times. See how you feel. And uh, that's really, really neat for a track day because uh, some some actually you just go out there and you just go out there and run, you know, racer wise. But uh, fun track days is more personable that way. And uh, also in between uh, the track sessions, they actually have courses. Uh, they, they have a kind of a lecture. And what's neat is like after the first session, they'll have a lecture talking about that as well as what you can do to go into the second course and uh, give you ideas about how getting in turns and stuff. So each time they have a lecture in between or a class in between the uh, breaks of uh, actually going out there. It's something that you really want to go in and pay attention to because it'll help you out much more on the next course out there. So uh, fun track days, August. You're awesome. Uh, and uh, see you out there on October uh, 4th and then October 26th as well. Cheers, mate. Yar. Anyways, holy moly. We have Baja Doug. <laughs> How are you? The mic's right in front of you. Hello. Terrific. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while, right? <laughs> but yeah. It's been a while since we've seen you. And then we've got Mr. Wade Boyd and Kendra. Yes, thank and you. And Kendra, you're uh, Doug's niece? I am. Yar, yar. Lucky girl. His one and only. Yar, awesome. She's and uh, Yeah, she is. Truly. And um, boy, last time you were here, uh, we talked about your Nortons. Yeah. And uh, you had him here for a while. Actually, it was uh, one of them was in my shop at Tokyo Moto for a while, and uh, it's been a lot. It's been a while. How, how have you enjoyed uh, being back in Baja and such? Well, Baja is my home. Yes, and uh, I, I know I, all you ever talked about. It's my home for a reason. You know, I love it there. It, it's 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 just a 
a, a different world and and adapting to a culture that uh, is so simple uh, and a little bit complex in other areas at the same time, but different for sure. Uh, I just love it. it well, it seems to be uh, you're at peace out there and also you're able to create a lot. A what? You're able to create a lot. You're actually you're working really, on your bikes. You and know, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I live alone. Uh, I'm surrounded by absolute beauty at the base of the Sierra Mountains. I've heard about um, that. Uh, my property has fruits and flowers and things, and I've, I've kind of groomed it my way. And, um, and my shop. And I am surrounded by tons of old Norton parts that I refurbish and build a bike or just uh, right now um, as time marches on I think I have a need to sell some of them you know so <laughs> I got plenty to do yeah and uh, that being said uh, refurbished Norton parts I mean they can always find you and uh, you've been doing this for quite some time exactly and you know it's very difficult for uh, somebody to send as they used to do it when I had uh, owned Colorado Norton Works, um, they sent us the whole bike and then we'd rebuild it uh, and give it back for a price tag, for sure. Um, but I continued after that, a couple of years after that, I, I, I didn't do anything for two years because uh, in respect to the guy that just bought my business, but then I said, you know, it's not going to hurt him if I do one or two a year, you know. Uh, it, basically, one a year is all I do. And I have uh, the product of those two years. Uh, it was two brand-new Nortons. Well, that's a deal. I mean, what are two years? I mean, you're talking about rebuilding uh, a piece of art from the beginning. I mean, you're, touch you're touching every nut and bolt and every nook and cranny. You know, it's like a watch and such. I mean, there's so much to it. And uh, we've seen your work. I mean, it, yeah, it's wonderful. Well, well, thank you very much. I'm glad, you know, it, it makes me feel good when somebody sees what I've done because a lot of it's way down. And, uh, but, you know, I got into detailing the motor we started out just matching the seams, which are always on a British bike, or at least Norton's. Hmm. Not, they don't meet at the same level, you know. I go, no, this is a brand new motor, and it doesn't look right. <laughs> so, so started grinding, and then grinding had leads, leads to sanding and polishing. And I said, well, that looks pretty good, but. What about the rest of it, you know? <laughs> I can see that. Uh, one oh, one man, thing leads to another. Engine, the whole engine and transmission is uh, has been touched and touched a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. And, every, you know, everything uh, everything I've seen. And, uh, yeah, you had a couple of bikes come by the shop, and uh, they're very, very nice. Well, yeah. it's a bit out of the realm of uh, uh, commercial production. I don't have... I don't have a, a mortgage or rent to, to meet in where I live. Everything's paid for. Yes. It, and, but, uh, and, and, and my time is, is free, free to create, free to spend double time on something that uh, production uh, wrenching probably wouldn't allow. And, 
and then just futz around with it a little bit too, you know. Um, I have fun. I totally understand. Uh, I've known Wade a long time, and he's the same way. He'll actually spend quite a long time on a project and just do it right. I recognize know? that. He's, he's a, <laughs> yeah, he just really does that. You know, uh, it's really really cool. I mean, it takes a certain amount of creativity, desire, you know, passion to actually to um, uh, do all of this. Uh, to, to actually, you know. Uh, want to actually refurbish something because it's it's not easy you know and it takes a lot of patience you'll sit there on a nut and bolt for a while making it look yeah, perfect and it, you know? it comes out the way you imagined it and and uh, it would be and then even a few changes along the way uh, if, if that seems right um, taking something and usually what I work with is a box of parts hmm. it's not a complete bike and so you've got a you've got a clean palette canvas yeah and 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 how why not i mean there's a lot a lot of people that they shun the uh modifications uh uh you know they're they're more original well they if it got down to the bottom line you know they're talking about well, they're smart probably, but to make money. But hey, that's what we did back in the '70s when those bikes were made. You modified them our way. There was only, there wasn't a a, uh, a an adventure bike. There wasn't a tour. There wasn't a scrambler. There wasn't a dirt bike. No distinctions. They were you just made it. motorcycles. That's the way they made them. And you had to make them adapt to your particular type of riding. Exactly, and uh, you had to, yeah, have that vision, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was a little bit after that era where they started making them in the '80s, but in the '70s I had the late like, 175 and such. But um, just, yeah, for just sure. Just a punk out. Yeah, just a punk. <laughs> <laughs> Rat bike punk. Yeah, and it's really good because you That's have to right. have the creativity to do that, you know. And um, talking about that, and um, I don't know, were, were you ever in the cars uh, doing that with cars or? Uh, well, you ought to see the car. You ought to see the car I got for sale right now. It's a, you own. Uh, yes, I have been into cars. I've restored a few cars. Okay. That being said, Wade has a few, and there's one particular one in back, which you, when you were mentioning earlier, you have a box of parts and stuff, and this came in as just like a, I don't know what it was, but it's his rat rod. And he's oh, building a rat rod, yeah, and it's just like, yeah. and the back has a has an ice cold chest uh, on there, and it's basically he has a vision for this that's been made out of yar. So you could tell him about that, you know. It's like, ah, right. you know, um, yeah, to do that, it's very creative, and uh, you, you, what, what some people see as just like a pile of parts, you see and have a vision to make uh, it beautiful, you know. <laughs> well, um, I. Um, I had this for years. I bought it out of salvage four days before they're going to crush it. A 61 Chrysler Newport nine-passenger wagon. Mm -hmm. I got that <laughs> built engine, four-wheel disc brakes, you know, because it, the car, the drums were terrible. And, and I couldn't get it done 
I had the last 10%, and, you know, I just, it's just no time, no money. Yeah, I've been there. So <laughs> I traded it with a guy who's a Chrysler guy out in the East Coast in Massachusetts. And he traded me a 1985 GMC four-wheel drive Suburban. Nice. Been around That us. he bought brand new, drove it to the body shop. They chopped six inches off the roof, you know, modified all this custom stuff. This, kid, this guy is brilliant uh, <laughs> inventor, but he's a kid. He loves that stuff, you know. Nice. He never, he was building it to take his wife up the Trans-Alaskan Highway. And it never happened. And it went into his collection and his storage. He's got a full-time mechanic that services everything. Wow. I bought it with 861 miles on an 85. Brand new. Brand new. Yeah. I mean, even the muffler shines. <laughs> I mean, no That's kidding. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Dude, show, wow. Show him the picture on your phone. I know you can't see it on the podcast, but show Alex the picture. Well, on the phone. he'll send it to face of a book. There you go. Yeah, you should have one? a scratch and sniff. Yeah, Robbie, pick up best one. Uh, pick phone. up a bike, and I'll find out which one it is. Where's the button? Do, 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 do. There you go. Robbie's on S4. You're on, Robbie. <laughs> No Chinese Pirellis. No Chinese Pirellis. <laughs> yeah. Show, uh, show him the truck. Show Alex no, the, the suburban. Truck. Oh, Robbie's getting in the middle of our show here and, oh, oh, and uh, talking about that. Oh, oh, we we well, can get that later if, if you want. It's all good. I hit the wrong one. So, Kendra, how are you here? Do you, have, you, have you ridden before? On the back, and actually not even... Dougie was into motorcycles when I was really little. Mom would only let me be on the back if we were driving around the driveway. I was not allowed to go on the street. No kidding. My brothers <laughs> were allowed to go out on the street, but not me. Yeah, yeah. That's and, awesome. Was that uh, around here in, uh, in the California? Or? That was in Auburn, where I'm from, up the road, a couple okay. hours. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And Dougie got in a bad accident i don't remember how when this was but he broke his collarbone i remember and oh for motorcyclists that's just kind of like the first one but the, <laughs> yeah it's like yeah that's not a bad accident right looks that looks great actually yeah that big yellow the suburban roof with a chopper killer. up i like that with the uh oh. with the tinted out windows well <laughs> you know if somebody wants a brand new brand new truck well, okay i mean Literally, it's with a 350 Chevy or GM motor, V8, fuel injected, but none of the sensitive, you know, feedback, con you know, s s uh, stuff that we have on cars today. You know? Yeah, yeah. You ever hear people, I wish they just could get a new car without all this crap. I just got an old Toyota. I'm pretty happy with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, the crap's great, but when it doesn't work... Yeah. And it's not new anymore. Yeah, yeah right? I just went through a month and a half of that. You know? Well, Wade just, just got the Batmobile here. running. And uh, uh, Wade just got the Batmobile. And it took a while to dial in that car. But he just got a, yeah. a 1980 Corvette. Oh, uh, wow. The first, yeah. first year with a, a computer-assisted carburetor. <laughs> yeah. There's a middleman. In the computer, oh, we're getting foot's not in yet. charge. Wow. It, try, it, gets, it puts in for a reservation. 
and and yeah. and you'll get it. But then it, it really gives you the the vet effect, as I call it. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to hold on because all of a sudden you go, oh, zoom, it'll take off. Uh, yeah. it, 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 you know, it's it's not as the one we got. It's not a super big motor or anything. And anyhow, it's a three-speed automatic. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a four-speed. I keep waiting to go into fourth, and I look down. Oh, it's a three-speed. No wonder. Um, oh. But anyhow, it's great. But it get, the the middleman kind of gives you the effect of the the vet feel because mm-hmm. it surges like a two-stroke sometimes <laughs> and it has a front <laughs> and the front uh, like sports cars I, I got a speed here it look like i'm going fast and the hood goes way forever right yeah you just look way down that yeah yeah, yeah. weren't you just at a, a show with that actually wait yeah i just went to the, uh, actually the last one, i just went by one the other day over a block from my house, uh, some little school. I forget the name. Yeah, oh, I'm so bad. But anyways, uh, I'm sure I got some looks for a show out there with yeah. the uh, with the under the hood and uh, seeing the Batman and uh, the leather seats. Yeah, um, Shuck and yeah, the, the whole bit. It's it's famous everywhere. Anybody gets to see it, you get to see who the Batman <laughs> fans are. Exactly. You know, almost everybody's a Batman. Well, man. every kid would probably immediately go to that yeah, car. The little, no little kids are really good. You might as well just hand out balloons or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, uh, boy, Dimitri just got here. Uh, hi, Dima. We'll let, uh, let you eat your food for a second. And, uh, yeah, pass that taco around, dude. Yeah, don't bother Dimitri when he's eating. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just give him a mic soon there, Robbie. We'll just hand him another one and put it yeah, on yeah. as something yeah, or other. But, uh, anyhow, so... Uh, your first ride was So, yes, so I was only allowed to go around the driveway. The boys could go out uh, on the street. Dougie got in a reasonably bad accident, and... (laughs) Reasonably bad was... I was told was no longer riding motorcycles, and he had switched to cars, which I think was true for a while. (laughs) And maybe, I don't know. I don't know what was true. I was young. Now I feel like I know a lot of the truth about Uncle Doug, but... um, Back then, uh-huh. I didn't know. <laughs> well, he's a great man, and uh, there's a lot of respect in our neighborhood here, and uh, we love him, you know, and uh, yeah, that's really, really true, and yeah, I'm sure he was riding as well. Uh, yeah, collarbones are kind of like the first thing you break as a, as a boy or a motorcyclist, and <laughs> no, from there, I, you just go. <laughs> I was actually driving. You are. Uh, I was coming back. It was the same day, the same day, my car got towed. Remember? It oh, we're talking it. about uh, you. You leaving town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I didn't want to bring that up. We're just so well, happy to see you here. <laughs> please, no, uh, not gonna dwell on it. Yeah. But I was the day I left San Francisco the last time. Yeah, I remember. <clears throat> I was seven miles from my destination in Colorado. Fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And there were my little um, minivan and my my bike on the trailer in the back. Yeah, I remember because uh. uh, that was our, at our shop Tokyo Moto when you took it. And um, yeah, when we heard about that, it was just like as long as you're you're uh, you're okay. Um, but boy, oh boy, you know. Uh, yeah, that was uh, a tough one to hear, and you know, that just happened. To our friend also Armand, he uh, he ended up totaling his his rig out there in Mexico and yep. falling asleep at the wheel. And yeah, you know Armand. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that guy oh, yeah. too. Yeah, he's racing now actually. No, he's but, not. Uh, what? 
No, he's up north at, in uh, High and Palm. He's not racing right now. All right. Out there in the stand. Shut up. He's racing soon. <laughs> racing soon. There you go. we got to get some peanuts to throw out Who's here. Who's in the something. peanut gallery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll be racing soon. Anyhow, um, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was tough when we heard about that. When you, when you, yeah. Well, it's, um, yeah. 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 Shit happens. Right? Yeah. You know? Still going on. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, that being said, we're going to take a little bit of a break because, you know, I think between the three of us, we should all be able to get a bite out of Dimitri's tacos here in a second. So, ah, right, we're on. All right, here we go. Uh, let's listen to some cars, whichever one comes on first. Cheers. <laughs> well, I want to watch that movie, um, the Fast Furious spinoff. Oh, yeah, I gotta watch Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wasting all my time. So, we were talking about... when you're standing all so near. I kind of lose my mind.
choice because I wonder like if it starts like you're you're partying hardcore. What's the first one? Is it New Year's? Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Is, what is it? New Orleans. I mean, it's part so, of all. So you start partying like in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is it, is it Mardi Gras right before Easter? in a sea of statistics over here. Here you are. Welcome back to Races Alley here at Meany Radio in the Heart of the Mission. Thank you, Pam Tastic, for having us here. And uh, she's going to have her bigger old festival here soon, so I don't have the schedule in front of me. But, uh, yeah, get a hold of Meany Radio, www.meetanyradio.fm, because it's going to be a big time, and uh, uh, every year has a great time here. And uh, as well as if you ever want to be a comedian, it's really, really cool, because what Pam uh, here 
here it does at Peatney Radio is it's a great place to learn if you ever want to be a comedian on Mondays you can actually have a joke workshop so maybe you got a couple of things up your sleeve you actually laughed at a party and stuff and uh, you actually thought oh, boy I'd like to try try that uh, you can come here at Peatney Radio uh, if you can it's always awesome to give a donation since you're here but uh, in the end uh, you get a couple of minutes out there and uh, you're going to have fellow comedians out there in the same uh, boat as yourself and uh, you can learn how to uh, be a comedian because you're all going to critique yourself and go oh, yeah, and go from there so it's a really good way to start and uh, nothing better than having a bunch of people in the same uh, same boat as you and uh, you can all work on the same goal together and uh, from there you can actually come on Fridays and uh, they have a happy hour open mic and uh, if you want to kind of uh, you know uh, turn things out and for the first time actually be in front of someone and uh, uh, let's say go on a practice race day so to speak you can come out in the happy hour open mic here on uh, on uh, Fridays and uh, from there you got Pam Tastic's Comedy Clubhouse and uh, if you actually finally decide to actually want to be in front of people in a, in a gig where people are paying you can always come here as well so you can actually start here as a comedian and actually end up being in the end on shows on this uh, Mutiny Radio here so check it out if you want and uh, you know be funny Yar yar. So anyhow, uh, back to our show here at Mini Radio Racers Alley, and we got uh, Mr. Wade Boyd, Subculture Racing Yar, and we got Doug here, Mr. Norton, Doug back, and Miss Kendra. And uh, what's your moniker? What should we call you? Yar. My moniker? Nice. Oh, I don't know. I can't think on my feet right now. Yar. So anyways, <laughs> we're talking about stories, and you know, Doug, Yar, what you got? Anything funny to say? Well, I just was going to share. Uh, what I see as a quintessential Doug yes. moment and story. <laughs> if you had to choose one. Um, uh, so eight years ago, I moved back to San Francisco. I had gone to college here, left for a while, and then came back. And as I came back, I decided to throw myself a welcome back to San Francisco party because that's kind of how I roll. If you want to have a party, you should just plan one. Yeah. And so Doug came up and uh, I had cocktails at the house and then we did a motorized cable car tour where I did a scavenger hunt about stuff from my life in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so we were, on, I think we were in the He's Castro. Laughing. It must have been like maybe my first gay bar or something. That was the clue. <laughs> and so we went to Midnight Sun, I think it's called. And... So we know you only have like 30 minutes at the the stop and then we got to get back on the cable car and go to the next place. So everyone's back on the cable car and all of a sudden it's like, where's Doug? I'm like, oh no, we were on Castro and 18th, super busy, you know, everyone's drinking, trying to corral all these people and Doug is nowhere in sight. So my friend goes running down the street back to where we were and he had got distracted by a motorcycle and started looking at it and lost complete awareness of time or who he was with or any responsibility. And I, I think I should take over at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you should. And uh, so what was the bike? I, I, but I also know he, he has no clue. He was, what was the bike? He was. Right, I don't know about the bike, but he was right in front of Moby Dick's. And I think when he came uh, to and realized that he was, you know, Dorothy not in Kansas anymore and he looked around at Moby Dicks and then he started frantically looking for people. And then what happened? Well, yeah, it wasn't that dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm outside 
I'm standing on the corner waiting for them. They're coming out of the bar. I look up the street, and here's a guy rolling out this pristine 450 Honda, 65 or 6. You know one of those? What do yeah, they call them? The force. blacks. What? Uh, anyway, that, that 450 Honda, and it was beautiful. And I said, oh, <laughs> shit, i got to look at See? this. You know? So I'm up there drawing away, kicking tires. Yeah. Well, what's a guy to do, right? I'm a motorcycle guy. She's down, <laughs> she's down here with the organized tour. I turn around, where's the friggin' bus? <laughs> you know, they left without me. basically all it was. You know? Kendra, it's the same thing. I've been with Wade uh, many times uh, uh, racing and stuff, and when we're in Europe at the Isle of Man, same thing. Couldn't get two blocks. And it's just like, all right, all right. It's like, there you go. We start talking, and yeah, you just get become fascinated with everyone and people. And yeah, it's very, it's, I think it's actually a gift. You know, rather than just walking fast, you're able to actually no, was, stop was, and talk. And Dougie, yeah. Dougie doesn't do anything fast. <laughs> you have to really learn to be patient if you want to hear a Doug story. Right? Mama taught me how to chew. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's classic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know. Uh, bread, you know. <laughs> <laughs> O2. Uh, the which one? What's he, what about his what's he talking? <laughs> uh, awesome. Oh, man. So, yeah, after that, uh, I guess you didn't go riding again. And uh, you yeah. guys have just been, uh, well, when's the last time you guys hung out? Uh, we've, it's been a while, I think. Yeah, you've been. Yeah, I actually um, oh. went down, it's almost two years ago, I went down, I've been to Cabo several times. Um, to see him and I decided I had a big big birthday and I wanted to celebrate in fashion so I for six weeks went down and rented a condo Neat. I did not stay at the what are we calling it motorcycle oasis yeah, Doug's Moto Oasis. Moto Oasis. Doug's Moto Oasis. Moto Oasis. Moto Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a wonderful property and it does have his shop and all this stuff, but it's oh. you've got to take a dirt road for like 20 minutes and some some of it's washed out and you have to be careful. You can't do it at no, night. I, I've got to step in here. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? So, you know, you got to have a helicopter? It's, you know, <laughs> it's horrifying, but she's a city girl. Get it. <laughs> It's true. It's true. She sees a pothole, and this road is trashed. You know what I mean? Oh, come on. <laughs> it's a dirt road, six kilometers, and it's graded once a month. And because it's the road to the hot springs. Right. I, you got hot springs? And I live in it. The town I live in is called Agua Caliente. What's that mean? Hot water. I live in hot water. <laughs> Permanent. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the funny. truth. Yeah, that's awesome. But Doug's Moto Oasis. Uh, this, can I do a little plug? Yes, of course. Look at I've got this piece of property that's a, a, a garden. In, it's a jewel at the base of the Sierra Mountains. Two hot springs minutes away. And this beautiful property, uh, and we dig life in Mexico. 
I'm the only gringo in this little village, but you will be in what would be in an oasis. Come down. I have a guest house I rent, or if it's a large group, you can. there's plenty of space to tent. The property is clean. There's no critters. And but I have the, also the best bar in town. And tequila <laughs> hour is included <laughs> in the price of the Perfect. whatever you rent. But I have a service bench. I can s- clean or service or even repair your bike on your tour down the Baja. And I'm 40 minutes north of the Cabo Airport at San Jose del Cabo. And I had 14, a group of 14 mm. this year, and they, we put on a, 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 a catered <laughs> feed by a wonderful cook right in our town. We have everything yeah. there. That's awesome. It's an outdoor uh, kitchen. They, the, the, the meat was just butchered. You know, you know that's how it is. <laughs> and, but it was awesome. You know, uh, sounds great. Uh, Chili Riano stuff with shrimp. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds great. How about that for two and a half bucks? <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you gotta, Starts gotta get tasting the info. better, doesn't it? <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> Definitely so. put that out there. But when, anyway, yeah. that's, when's that party? <laughs> I don't know where we were that I got involved in one, the plug. One of his rooms has air conditioning, which is my room. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Got to remember During that. During the winter, it's actually very cool at night and comfortable. Uh, anyway, in the Baja, it's, it's just marvelous. The winter months and um, the most touring that comes down is usually in November. And but into December it starts, you know, actually getting cold. Uh, in beginning of March, end of February, beginning of March, it's it cycles back into warm. Yeah, yeah. For you know, for touring, so those what? would be the months, the warmer months for touring. I would recommend. Well, it's interesting touring right now. I got a bunch of friends. I mean, all my rocker friends, they're actually going to Mexico City, seeing a bunch of shows right now. Iron Man. And uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff's coming out right now. And a bunch of my friends are actually RER. We got, we got uh, you know, Claudio? I don't know if uh, he's uh, part of you. Robbie, so. no? Okay. No, don't, but, uh, don't yeah, anyhow, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff out there going on. And uh, there's a road race out there in an area called Kane. Um, like Sinaloa area or something like that that our boys from uh, Argentina are throwing and it's a November 8th and uh, I probably won't do it this year unless you got some money but uh, otherwise uh, yeah it's a road race uh, out there 100 miles and uh, through the hills of Mexico and uh, I'll definitely be out there next year to, to go run that you know because uh, it's yeah it sounds wonderful Sunday morning ride right Yep. <laughs> Sounds great. You are. Anyhow, uh, let's see here. Let's take a short break and we'll be back and uh, finish up our night. Yeah. Uh, let's listen to uh, Cars. And uh, yeah. Drunk and not pay attention to. <laughs>
let's hear some fun stories here shortly. And uh, thank you for coming. Uh, well, thank you for listening to uh, Racers Alley here at Meany Radio. And boy, you know, it's kind of exciting news. Uh, last month we had over uh, a couple of months ago, we just got the uh, demographics or whatever, but uh, we had over a million downloads a couple of months ago. And last month we we're back to 750,000, blah, blah, blah. Anyhow, um, yeah, uh, here apparently at Racers Alley, we have about, you know, 11,000 listeners. So uh, whoever you are, thanks for listening. You know, and if you can each send me $10, I can buy a brand new race bike. <laughs> and you can send that, you know, anyhow. So let's hear a story. You know what you got? What <laughs> I'm making story? him nervous now. Not at all. <laughs> we don't have to get into that. Anyways, it's always fun to hear stories about friends and pals and late times and stuff. I mean, Wade and I go back a long time. And we've always had fun stories out there more than once. And uh, especially at the aisle, you know, it's always a crazy time. And there was one time we were on our scooters and coming back after a, a nice a nice friend at the at the pub. And all of a sudden, you know, we're are you are, but we end up going the wrong way. And the cops are one way. And we end up going a whole bunch around uh, around him just for no reason in particular but we had a whole fun bunch of fun laughing out there and just a bunch of us fools sitting on the back of the goldie the scooter and just uh him and his purple and be just hanging out and uh yeah it's fun you know what uh silly things you get into with friends and you just go on from there <laughs> right yes <laughs> yes yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. So anyhow, uh, well, thank you for listening to Racers Alley. And, uh, well, you know, I want to, again, say thanks, fantastic for having us here. Because if it wasn't for Meetney Radio, boy, you know, we couldn't do it. And it's very important uh, to support us here at www.meetneyradio.fm. You can always, as a Racers Alley listener, you know, as a racer, uh, supporter, uh, sponsor, you can always call us and uh Four one five 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 zero zero five one one, and actually do a donation, and uh, that will go towards uh, plugging up some holes here in our ship. And uh, you can always just say, "Hey, man, you know, uh, spend a couple of minutes thanking your sponsors, thanking your family, you know, thanking your uh, wife, anyone." Uh, it's really neat to be able to actually, you know. Uh, verbalize to folks out there how much you appreciate them because as a racer it's really really hard and boy the person you stole the truck from the money you borrowed for gas everything in between you know you got to let those folks uh, you know appreciate the you know you got to know they let them know you appreciate them because i've been there so uh great way to do it here is just call us here at meeting radio uh 415-550-511 uh you know tell everyone what you want to say and uh always nice to have a ten dollar donation for the cause and uh as a racer you know that goes a long way as a person who help helps racing goes a long way as well so yeah <laughs> so anyways uh yeah any of you guys uh got anything to say yeah so uh, yeah go ahead yeah, no, <laughs> come on, come on. No, no, so uh dougie uh Doug is my only biological uncle that I have in this world. Yeah. And um, so we've always been close, but we got even closer about 10 years ago. I was going through a divorce and he was going through basically a divorce. I mean, might as well. Hmm. It was just as messy. And so we went through that at the same time and bonded because of that and started, you know, making more of a point to meet up in random places. Free spirits. Yes, that's for sure. (laughs) um, So... We, 
I was living in LA and he was going to come up and see me. So he came up and he had this story, you know, he's like, we, we need to go to the nearest bar. And I said, okay. So we go to some dive bar. Cause I go to the diviest bars in my whole life has been with my uncle Doug. I don't, I don't typically go to <laughs> places are. like that on my own. So we yeah, always joke awesome. that we joke that I bring him a little bit to the fancy side and he, <laughs> he yeah. shows me a little bit more about the crustiness of the world. You know, he, nice. his friends are a little crusty usually. More yeah. interesting. <laughs> I, I, you know. I resemble that remark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyhow. So, so anyways, we're at the bar and he says that he has met somebody. And, um, so I'll, you know, cliff note and speed through, you know, the story, but it was a woman, a young woman in town. I think she was younger than me <laughs> and, uh, um, Mexican woman. And, uh, he had fallen in love and she didn't speak a word of English, and his Spanish is really terrible for having been there that long. <laughs> and all of that didn't matter. <laughs> it was yeah, the universal the language of love. It's all of the eyes. Yeah. So that yeah. was just in and of itself a thing. But then as they were together a few years, I think, and lived together, she lived there, and... Um, she was also a psychic. Is that the word we use for her? Awesome. Right. Intuitive. She would, she, people who had recently crossed, died, uh, she would be able to speak to their spirits or they would be kind of reaching out to her. Right. She's that kind of medium. Shaman. So it's, he'll have to jump in because, uh, I remember that he, he was telling me this story and he said, she, she in the middle of the night had, heard you know a spirit was really calling to her and she didn't drive she didn't know how to drive or have a license but she didn't want to disturb you and so she got up and just took your car out in the middle of the night is that what happened Uh uh-huh and rolled it about three quarters of a mile away yeah (laughs) well you know rolling cars Uh, you know it's one thing i've never done um, it's like ah you know i as long as you all get away both my aunts roll cars Good deal of time trying to teach her how to drive, but <laughs> wasn't good enough. Yeah, both my aunts had uh, Ford Mavericks wow. back in the the seventies. Uh, remember the four door Ford Mavericks? Oh yeah. And uh, one was my aunt uh, Gina, and the other was my aunt, not my aunt at the time, but my uncle's uh, girlfriend. And yeah, they both rolled those cars. You know, it was very interesting being the the Maverick and all, and they both literally rolled them and survived. You know, two different points. You know, one was here in 101, one is uh, Crow Canyon Road, and yeah, very interesting how things happen like that. I've never rolled a car actually, and it's kind of on my bucket list. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. you know. But, well, uh, she was avoiding a like cow. Ah, yeah, 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 in a corner that I know is uh, so she was corner. she was a vegetarian then. All right. Well, anyways, we're ending our show here. It's uh, getting down to the wire. And uh, thank you very much, Kendra. Thank you very much. You know, boy, Norton Doug, it's great to have you in town. How long are you here for? Uh, a couple more days, maybe. Okay, uh, good. Unless somebody requires three or four. We'll break some bread. You are. You and know, wait. or something. Or something. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. Oh, I love Actually, it. Actually, we're going to go to Bender's after this. Have a pint. I will see you at Bender's. You are. <laughs> wait, all always all a pleasure. All of you, I hope. I, I'm yeah, right. Great place. <laughs> see you soon, Wade? Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
Anything uh, got to say out there? Um, uh, congratulations to Miss Christine. Uh, Wade's better half and uh, Sidecar Badass. Uh, coming soon. She just opened up her own restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge, huge Berlin, deal. Berlin. What's after it all these years. So, What's so it called? Really, congrats. Yeah. Well, we'll get back to you in the future with, you know, future names. I'm hoping it's called Alex's Bistro, but uh, we'll work on that, you know. Anyways, cheers. Right on. Thank you for uh, listening to Racers Alley and enjoy me anyway. And Shadow Lady. It would be sad if I didn't win. Madison, you're staring at the answers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's how you ace a test. (laughs) Okay, I have a new game. (laughs) How can you tell if you're a binge drinker? Is this a joke or a game? It's a game. It it might be both. We haven't decided yet. But let's see if you say yes or no. Even if you don't drink alcohol every day, you could be a binge drinker if you. So we'll go around the room and you say like yes or no to each one, okay? Did you guys get that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Making sure you understand the rules. Regularly drink more than the low-risk drinking guidelines in a single session. So I guess that would be like two drinks, right? Two drink What's minimum. What's the low-risk drinking low guideline? Gu- I think the low-risk guideline like is actually one drink. Yeah, yeah, it's even less than two drinks a day. It's some like amount that nobody drinks, obviously. So do you try to drink less than like the guideline? What, these days? um well that's wait what was no (laughs) in in my drink when i drank i was a binge drinker i don't need this quiz to tell me that two two bottles and i I, two bottles i I think it's over the guideline with this group of people i think the answers are going to be pretty obvious to these questions The answer is an emphatic yes. The, times, the answer times a million, is yes. We, we, this game is no fun. You guys don't know how to play <laughs> by hey, the rules. Alcohol. This is a game that, that we all lose. I was say, well, did, did, you drink, did you drink less than the guidelines, Shadow Lady? My guideline was like, don't drink if you're pregnant. <laughs> so. <laughs> so the rest of the time, just as much as, as you wanted or... I was going to make like a really bad joke, but I'll keep that to myself. Okay. okay. Free speech radio. Free speech radio. <laughs> like, now I want to know. Oh, boy. I'll tell you at the club later. Sweet. You can find me at the club. Without bub in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Sorry. Karaoke hour with Madison. I, I actually have been listening to that song a lot lately because I love it. Is that 50 Cent? It is 50 Cent. He's coming back. Is he? No. Everything old is new again. Oh, boy. Dave Chappelle. He's old and he's new. What about this? What countries have the worst drinking cultures? Ireland. Russia. Yeah, Russia. Well, qualify worst drinking culture. Highest amount of consumed or highest rates of alcoholism or... Um, I think it Most wives beaten... <laughs> Do you know where that is? Do I? Yeah. Do you have a, the information there? No, I 
I'm asking you, I like, where know. are the most wives be in? I, I don't know. I was wondering what you were, how you were qualifying this, These this are question. All very unexpected. I don't even right. know what I'm reading right now. Can you help me? Because <laughs> yeah. he's trying to ask me how all to right. qualify it. I'm an intern. This is why I need to stay an intern. No. How do I you're, scroll? Because I don't understand how to use it. You're Mac. at the helm of this show tonight. <laughs> Max confuse me. I'm a PC girl. Uh, I hate Max. Max Bialystok. They don't say what is the worst drinking culture. I think they just say... Um, oh, so it's science have been trying a survey exploring drinking advice around the world found that the answer to how much alcohol is safe to drink varies depending on where you live. Uh, so each of these countries think that these amounts are safe to drink. Right. Yeah. See, see, that's one of the funny things about, you know, the alcohol rates in different countries is that, you know, what is considered alcoholism is, you know, varies in different countries. What people right. consider to be problem drinking is, you know, different in different countries. Oh, I see how this goes. So essentially, actually, the United States thinks it's safe to drink the most alcohol. The United States and the Philippines say it's safe to drink 14 grams, whatever. <laughs> grams, Grams I guess? of alcohol. Yeah, grams. So G is what? grams, right? I guess. Uh, are we talking safe to drive? Gallons. Or, or, or yeah, 14, <laughs> 14 gallons per year. Oh, my God. So I guess three or four drinks a day is thought to be safe in the U.S. What? But in Sweden, that's well over the amount. So they recommend two drinks a day. Um, and I guess a standard drink in Iceland and the U.K. is 88 grams. Sorry, eight grams of alcohol compared to grams. 20 grams in Austria. Huh. But I do think that's interesting that Americans think it's safest to drink way more than everybody else. Italy comes slightly after the States. Wait, but who, um, was this study conducted by an American Anheuser-Busch? <laughs> yeah, y years ago when I lied to my doctor and told her I only had Oh, uh, this four is to The five, Guardian. I, oh. Years ago, when I lied to my doctor and told her I only had four to five drinks uh, five to six times a week, she told me that was too much. Yeah. Well, I think these are talking to people, like just random people. Yeah. Oh, wait. People this is the science of random people? It is. Yeah. So this is like... Yeah, we asked readers to summarize their country's attitude towards alcohol, and the unscientific results seem to suggest oh. we might all be tipping the scale when it comes to consuming oh. a safe amount. So, I don't trust anything by The Guardian. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's seriously. kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. Japan. Everybody drinks. What, what's the poll size on this? I don't know. We, I like we this asked part. 10 people. Like this, this part like where they have like a summary of what their drinking culture is like. So, for example, here, South Africa, it's 11 to 12 grams. And... Their um, tagline is most people drink socially. And then for Spain, grams? it's 10 grams. Is it grams, right? It's got to be grams. Yeah. Okay. The Workers stop for brunch with a beer followed by a big brandy. So that's for Spain. And then here we go, repping. Yeah, Philippines. Once a bottle is opened, it must be finished. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. I am Filipino. And then France, the French drink to savor the flavors and to enhance their food. 
F Wait, who's saying this? The French. The, like, the French said this about themselves. You know, in that highly official <laughs> like, poll yeah. from The Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> the, this is truth. This is not fake news. Ah, uh, The Guardian. And then here, Australia, binge drinking is glorified. I believe that. And it's actually fairly similar. So the U.S., there is a binge drinking culture. Indeed. Yeah. And what what is the uh, the volume amount in Australia compared to the U.S. Um, that's considered? Australia is ten grams, and the U.S. is fourteen grams. Oh, we win! Of course, we're number one. <laughs> and then here, Italy, twelve grams. Consuming alcohol revolves around food. And the last one, UK, 8 grams. This is actually funny. Drinking yourself insensible is not only acceptable, it's admired. Huh. Yeah, I have a buddy who lives in, who's lived in London for the last 10 years, and he, we visited him once, and these guys are drinking all the time. At lunch, breaks, dinner, company meals. That's how they do it up in London. What's going on? <laughs> have you uh, ever been to London? I have, yeah. Um, yeah, the the bars all shut down there around midnight. They shut down so early. Yeah, and it's really weird. Um, and there's this like mad, like everybody just tries to slam as much alcohol as they <laughs> can before the bars shut down, and then the bars shut down, and the streets are just full of drunk people. <laughs> Just trying to get home. It's it's kind of madness. And I remember, yeah, in, in some, you know, you would have to sort of do your homework to find the clubs that were open later, you know, the, the nightclubs or whatever. But, yeah, I was super surprised that the pubs closed that early. I was not a happy camper when I went there all those years ago. Speaking of which, what do you th- what do you think about the uh, the bill that they're trying to uh, allow drinking until four a.m. in uh, several major cities in California, including San Francisco? Oh, well, I actually think it's a fantastic idea. Like, I know coming from somebody in recovery, that's crazy, but no, um, I don't think it's crazy. No, but I think that like. When I'm out, I see people, and people really are trying to kind of get those last few drinks. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I brought it up specifically because I was thinking about what happens in London. And there is, to a lesser extent, because it is later, it is 2 a.m., but on a Friday or Saturday night, you know, right when the bars shut down, there is still that, you know, everybody's trying to slam, you know, their their last drinks. And then, you you know, the dangerous time to be on the road is right when the bars shut down. Exactly. Well, and in some ways I dislike it because the club gets really good around three, which is when all the drunks leave. And I think they've all left because they can't get any more alcohol. So from that perspective, I'll have to put up with them longer, which I didn't think about until just now. (laughs) But the flip side of that is that maybe people will pace themselves a little bit better. Um, And I also, I mean, I actually think it's good for the economy and good for the city. Do you really think people will pace themselves better because booze will be available more for more amount of time? (laughs) <laughs> it's a theory. Normal people. That's what they promise. Right. I don't know. Plus it is. It's good for the economy. It's like, it, I don't know. When I did my summer study, 